Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Abre, Señor, nuestros corazones para que aceptemos las palabras de tu Hijo. Alleluia, Alleluia. Señor, esté con ustedes. Lectura del Santo Evangelio según San Marco. En aquel tiempo salió Jesús de la región de Tiro y vino de nuevo por Sidón al mar de Galilea, atravesando la región de Decápolis. Le llevaron entonces a un hombre sordo y tortamudo, y le suplicaban que le impusieran las manos. Él lo apartó a un lado de la gente, le metió los dedos en los oídos y le tocó la lengua con saliva. Después, mirando al cielo, suspiró y le dijo, Efeta, que quiere decir abrete. Al momento se le abrieron los oídos y le sol soltó la traba de la lengua y empezó a hablar sin dificultad. Él les mandó que no dijera a nadie, pero cuanto más se lo mandaba, ellos con más insistencia lo proclamaban. Y todos estaban asombrados y decían, ¡Qué bien lo hace todo! Hace oír a los sordos y hablar a los mudos. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And the people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment. He took him off away by himself from the crowd. And he put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven, groaned and said to him, Ephetha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened and his speech impediment was removed and he spoke plainly. Now he ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more that they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf to hear, the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Context is everything, even before the text itself. We had a situation in the last couple of days here at the school, um, and there's humor in this both for the Hispanics and the Anglos that are here. So uh, we had confessions yesterday, and after the confessions, I was over school, and, um, and the, the kiddos, uh, the smaller ones, were calling each other, monkey, monkey, don't be silly, monkey, don't be silly, monkey. Well, of course, monkey is a racial slur in English against African-American people. This is a big problem. Pero la problema es en español, no, mono, bonito. Um, it's not the same thing. Like, they both signify the animal, but, but one is a term of endearment and the other is offensive. So the context is everything. But if you're a little guy and you speak two languages at home, all you know is what the word means, or what it signifies, but not what it means means, right? The contexto, okay. Don't worry, we got it straightened out. People can be monkeys again. But, but the same kind of thing is what's going on here. Every one of us, when we were baptized, the priest wet 
his finger, his thumb, and put them on our ear and on our tongue. A memory of this thing that happened with Jesus. Now, in the wrong context, I don't know, <sighs> hawking a loogie and spitting in someone's mouth is otherwise not a good thing. But here, this is the means by which Jesus chooses to save this man. St. Scholastica, sister of St. Benedict, is probably most famous for starting a thunderstorm. So the way the story usually gets told, most of your saint books, your, your Magnificat or um, Daily Bread or whatever that you've got today, um, says, so St. Benedict um, would meet periodically with his sister. There was this like guest house in the monastery grounds, so he went out to see her. And they had this wonderful night talking about God, and the sister wasn't done. And so Benedict says, okay, time for bed. And she's like, no. No, I want to stay and talk through the night. And he's like, no, there's a rule, and I have to get back home to bed. And she's like, no. And they fight over it like brothers and sisters do. I know that's never happened over here. And, and so she prays, and God sends a thunderstorm, and they can't go home. Sisters love telling this story, especially to the priests. But, so that's the story. That story as I received it, that's the story as it, as it usually is handed down in these same books. It's sort of sweet and cute. The part that they don't tell you, which is what actually gives the story its context. Three days later, Benedict looked out the window and he saw his sister's soul ascending to heaven. So he told the other brothers in the house to go collect her body because she died. She wasn't just being silly in wanting to stay longer. She was a dying woman who wanted to spend more time with her brother and have him prepare her for death. What's the bigger miracle? What's the context? 